in the Roman Catholic Church. And by cardinals, I mean cardinals that were incarnated during the pontificate of Benedict XVI or before. Because what needs to happen, as of this morning's news, Pope Francis blesses mortal sin, releases a document, a declaratio blessing mortal sin. We, we need the cardinals to gather into a special conclave and do what is necessary to remediate the church. Do what is canonically necessary, licit, viable to remediate the church. And by the way, in your grouping of cardinals, to anyone out there who's listening in Rome, please don't invite anyone who is called a cardinal under Pope Francis. Now, I'm not saying I know that those called cardinals under Pope Francis are not cardinals. I'm saying, as I've always told you, I don't know. But what you need to do to be effective canonically legitimately, magisterially, is to get together, have a, a special gathering or conclave, if you will, and only invite those cardinals who were made before Francis because you don't know what your deliberations are going to turn up under Francis. The point is, for months, Père Jorvin's and retrogrades, for the last months, since early summer, we were told that Pope Francis, who fired Cardinal Ladaria, the outgoing CDF, he fired him for his statements in 2021 that the church can't bless SS couples. We were told for months that that, that firing and the replacing with Cardinal Fernandez had nothing to do with policy, with the policy of enshrining the blessing of same, same couples, SS couples. We were told that, remember? And what were you told over the late summer and early fall after the release of 10 dubia attached to the synod, which said we're going to bless SS couples? What you heard everywhere was... If you bless SS couples, that's just blessing the individuals. Let me read for you in this document on the pastoral meaning of blessings. Again, it's always long. That was released this morning and is making waves. Within the horizon outlined here appears the possibility of blessings, get this, for couples in irregular situations, of, of course, that means divorced and remarried and can't even get an annulment. And for couples of the same sex, the form of which should not be ritually fixed by ecclesial authorities to avoid producing confusion with the blessing proper to the second of marriage. That's paragraph 31 of on the pastoral uh, meaning of blessings. Now, out there right now, all the dummies, and we should have an IQ test to be a Catholic commentator at this point. And how long have you been point. Catholic test? How long have you been Catholic and I IQ 120 or over? 
There should be an IQ 120 of over and have you been Catholic for the last five years? But out there with the dummies, the IQ 98s, with audiences of IQ 92s who look up to IQ 98, and with people that have been in and out of the church five times, they, were, they are saying all the wrong things. They're focusing on all the wrong aspects of this document. As they themselves were saying just weeks, days, months ago, the big question with the blessing of SS couples matter is whether or not we are discussing a blessing qua couple or a blessing qua individual. And this was very clear in the responsum to the dubia that was made back in September. September or October? October the 1st, September the 30th. Um, it was for one or both parties in a couple. That's how Francis fudged then, for one or both of the, the members of an SS couple. That's the direct word. And I was saying this at the time, and I was telling you, and you guys, parish orphans and retrogrades, you listened. But the people out there were saying, no, 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 this is like, um, it's not a blessing for my whole Little League baseball team if I go and get a blessing on my own, qua an individual. Yeah, of course, that, that, that's fine. And, and anyone who's a sinner who presents themselves for a blessing, who presents himself for a blessing, even though he, set theory, pertains to all these different genuses. It's like the problem of the universals. He pertains to Little League baseball player. But he's not being blessed qua baseball player along with his team. Uh, he is a pants wearer. He's not being blessed along with all the other people on planet Earth wearing pants that day alongside them. You know, jointly. He's being blessed severally. And the church knows the platonic problem of the universals. Yes, one particular man belongs to all of these different broad, abstract, universal categories. But he's not being blessed qua a constituent part of one of those broad, abstract, universal parties. You understand? Again, this is, it's basic stuff, but this is why you do need upwards of IQ 120. And I, get, I, see, I see good people out there saying this right. Anthony Stein, I see Kennedy Hall saying this right. I see, but I, there are dummies who are making stuff up to talk about. And the whole question, according to Michael Loftog, this entire time was, yeah, those couples, if they get blessed, they're just being blessed qua individuals. Well, let me read to you and the, and the paragraph USCCB 31. And just came out with a statement I'm printing for you to read. Cool. 31. Blessings for couples in irregular situations, divorce and remarrieds, and for couples of the same ex, say. Not for individuals who might in their lives be involved in a couple of abstract import. Right? If you present yourself one-on-one, again, it's like, well, I'm not presenting myself with my Little League baseball team or the couple that I'm part of or the uh, being a pants wearer or a glasses wearer or a ginger or a brunette or a blonde because I'm not presenting myself with all of them. The big point is couples may present themselves, and this is a change from a 2021 
bulwarking of the church teaching by the outgoing doctrinal chief. Reversing it, saying, yes, couples may be blessed qua couples. They don't have to be blessed qua the individuals who constitute them. This is the whole kit and caboodle. Now, what you're going to hear is a whole load of bullshit, and it's silly. Okay, the, the blessed as individuals is out. The, um, the argument that, well, the church stipulated, which they did, that this is not a blessing of uh, a, a confusable, fungible SS couple for a married. That No one cares. Everyone knows they can't be married. I told you that doesn't matter years ago. You're also going to hear that the church says in paragraph 11, well, it can't bless, the church cannot bless the extramarital relations definitely being engaged in here. That's paragraph 11. I'll read that. For this reason, since the church has always considered only those sexual relations that are lived out within marriage to be morally licit, the church does not have the power to confer its liturgical blessing when that would somehow offer, seem to offer or offer a form of moral legitimacy to a union that presumes to be a marriage, which doesn't matter, um, or an extramarital sexual practice. Now, this is uh, what they're currently saying. They're out there saying, so the couple is being blessed, qua a romantic couple, and they fudge on this new question of, well, they are being blessed as a couple, as a marital, as, as a romantic couple. That's the mortal sin. That's the beginning of the mortal sin, right? Holding hands lustfully. If I were to hold hands with, with anyone but my son, and I was doing it to be a couple, this is mortally sinful, illicit sexual practice. We're not just talking about going to home base. You understand? So um, to bless the uh, as a couple, you're blessing the rom- inherently romantic rapport, the inherently sexual rapport that is disordered. So this fake uh, boilerplate distinction is a distinction without a difference. Because if you are blessing, you can't say, I'm blessing this dual com- conspiracy of two murderers as they go to do a murder, not, not afterwards when they're swaying, swearing they're never going to do it again, and they're committed to this conspiracy of murder, and we're going to bless them on their way to the murder. Okay? Now, the ch- what if the church said, yeah, we're blessing them qua a conspiracy of murderers, but we don't bless murders? Well, which one wins? It's obvious. It's, it's not debatable. The, the church's teaching, in uh, perennial teaching, on formal cooperation versus proximate material cooperation and remote material cooperation is very clear. It can do nothing, zero, to root for the spirit of the act. That would be formal cooperation. It's such a strict teaching that even if it's not rooting for it, it can do nothing to materially aid proximately the conspiracy to murder or the conspiracy that a proximate material 
cooperation by the church would be a contradiction in church teaching. And this is more than that. This is formal cooperation where you're blessing the union, but you're saying you're blessing the union qua a romantic thing. But you say, no, I'm not blessing the pinnacle of that romantic act. It, it does nothing to vouchsafe or to bulwark the church's perennial teaching. That teaching is obliterated. USCCB has stated that um, in response to the declarations uh, fiducia supplicans issued by the Vatican's Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith today, the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops offer the following statement from its spokesperson, Chieko, Chieko Noguchi. The declaration issued today by the Vatican's CDF articulated a distinction between liturgical blessings and pastoral blessings, which may be given to persons who desire God's loving grace in their life. The Church's teaching on marriage has not changed, and this declaration affirms that while also making an effort to accompany people through the imparting of pastoral blessings because each of us needs God's healing love and mercy in our lives. So, um, it's essentially, you can believe us or your own lying eyes. Um, here's the proof. What a lot of you don't know and a lot of you aren't checking the facts because this is a double cross. It's a hit job. Cardinal Ladaria was fired by Pope Francis for his 2021 affirmation of church teaching. Fired. He absolutely fired him because Cardinal Ladaria said, Hey, Pope Francis, remember in that documentary in 2020 called Francesco when you said that there must be unions? He's talking globally. Legal unions? For SS people, well, that violates the church teaching. They're going at it for a year. Pope Francis fired him in order to make this change to church teaching. The document called On the Pastoral Meaning of Blessings is issued to abrogate church teaching. If church teaching still stood what it had been for 20, uh, you know, 2023 years, then there would be no document issued. So if you start talking to a, an IQ90 Pope-splainer who says that this document makes no change, all you have to do is say, A, what does the document accomplish then? Why 5,000 words? Yeah. Why 5,000 words to say anything? Why 5,000 words? But, but more than that also, why paragraph 31? It says that you could bless mortal sin, these mortally sinful couples, as the romantic couple, qua the romantic couple. Also ask number number two, why did Pope Francis replace Cardinal Ladaria as doctrinal chief, attemptedly at first, a year ago, with Cardinal Heiner Wilmer, the German synodal way uh, bishop who has led the way on this effort? Did you know that? He made the doctrinal chief, or tried to, Anyway, he, he replaced Ladaria with Cardinal, with Bishop Heiner Wilmer, who has led the way on all this. He's part of the German synodal way that Pope Splainers have been laboring so laboriously to extricate from Pope Francis's synodal way. When the Cardinals objected secretly, we can't get a story on this, by the way. I have checked with all my friends in Catholic journalism. No, no info in, no info out. He just said, okay, 
I'll go to the second most pro SS civil unions, second most liberal cardinal in the entire church, Tucho Fernandez, who now has reversed Ladaria's teaching. So all you have to do is say, um, why was Ladaria demoted and someone who would reverse his teaching as the doctrinal chief promoted? Why Wilmer attempted and then Fernandez successfully emplaced as the DDF prefect. Also, did you know this? Ladaria was disinvited from the synod on account of this issue. Francis disinvited Cardinal Ladaria, recently demoted DDF, who was saying, this is material heresy. The church cannot bless, cannot formally cooperate with mortal sin. So I hope you understand the big points here. The big points are that we have the paper trail. We have Pope Francis putting people in place that would do this. We have him taking out of place the people that literally refused to do it. They had an argument in 2021 over Ladaria's defense of the idea, the church's long-standing practice that SS couples could not be blessed. He gets fired. He puts in, he tries two, two very liberal cardinals. The second one gets in. That second cardinal answers a dubia in September of 2023. As soon as, it was like his second week. It was his second week. He answered a dubia saying, we're going to do this. And after that dubia, liars and retards started lying and retarding about what it meant. They were saying, no, a couple will never be blessed as a couple. They're being blessed severally, not jointly. And I said at the time, but Pope Francis says you, that under this change that will take place pursuant to the responsa to the dubium, that they could be blessed one or two at a time. Remember that? This is not an equal fight, all right? It's not equal rights, not equal fights. With the people, the retards that are saying otherwise, that are saying this means something it just doesn't mean. There's no reversal, even though this is a reversal document. The document acknowledges it's reversing 2023 years. Um, these are people who struggle to form sentences. These are people who struggle to reason about even basic things in their lives. The Catholic commentariat needs an IQ check. And the cardinals do need to get together, the ones who are made by Pope Benedict, get together and decide what to do here. Pope stumbling block, Francis, has... has kicked the hornet's nest. He's made a mess of world's press because it's everywhere right now, as you know, for what what should be the last time as Pope, if he was ever Pope. What needs to happen swiftly is the few remaining Benedict Cardinals need to get together in Rome and make a decision as to whether Pope Francis was ever Pope. There's a significant question there. If he was, is he still Pope under a kind of Bellarminian auspices? Because this is now how many material heresies I can't keep count. 
I've done shows on this. The people who defend him are, as a matter of clear fact, lying. Things as simple as, well, Pope Francis in his response to the dubium, Fernandez in his response to the dubium, is only talking about blessing individuals who might be part of some couple, even though the response to the dubium said one or two people at a time, both members of the couple, and now this document makes it crystal clear. They won't acknowledge that because they're liars. They're liars who are the agents of the grand liars, Francis and his minions. So you're, the, the final thing you're going to hear is that um, it is okay to do evil so that good may come of it. That's my final point today. Consequentialism. Catholic teaching, in, in, this, is, this is unalterable, is that consequentialism is never right. You can't do evil so that good may come of it. That's called consequentialism. I, I do offer an intro to ethics class as an, as an ethics professor. Um, a college ethics professor. This is Consequentialism 101. The church has always made it clear. It's everywhere in the catechism. It's on New Advent. Look up consequentialism. One cannot licitly do evil so that good may come of it. So even if in places in this document, near paragraph 11, near paragraph... Um, 30, I think it's the 31. 30, well, 31 is the big thing. That where they're admitting what they're doing. Even if they're saying, well, Francis is formally cooperating with evil, blessing the couples in order to convince them to stop being couples. It doesn't matter. Literally blessing the romantical, essential act, formal part of the per- uh, It's not even of the person. It's of the person's partnership with another. Together. Together. Standing there. Together. Standing there. What is being blessed, pastorally, not liturgically, whatever, that, that's, that's all window dressing. What's being blessed pastorally, the substance, the ousia that's being blessed is the formal, intelligible, rational content of that which is romantic between A and B. The designate of this pastoral blessing, that which is designated, is the uzia, the substance, the substantial romantic relationship, the sexual nature of the rapport between A and B. Not A, not B individually. The document makes this crystal clear. So it doesn't matter that in um, paragraphs 3 through 10, it attempts to dewire the bomb, to pre-dewire the bomb by saying, well, we're hoping that they'll, they'll stop having... Uh, sexual rapport outside of licit Catholic marriage. Obviously, this is Francis saying, I want to make a mess. Obviously, he's giving his own defenders some weapons to beguile the retards out there with. But obviously, I just gave it to you. You cannot do evil so that good may come of it. You cannot bless the sexual rapport between A and B in order to somehow get A and B to Quit the sexual rapport between them. Can't be done. It's like formal handing, heresy. It's like handing like a six-year-old the keys to the car, handing it to him, and then being like, "But don't drive the car, kid." Which, by the way, 
We already have James Martin out here saying he's already begun blessing his same-sex couple friends. Well, I, but see, um, this is how the movement of the goalposts works, Steph. That wouldn't scandalize, I think, any Pope-splainers today. That would have yesterday. They're, they've already moved those goalposts from, their, I, I guess they were saying there will be no same-sex blessings, to the minute they read this, they're just like, well, there will be. But there's no change teaching. There will be blessings of same-sex couples, qua couples, qua their sexual rapport, but the document says their sexual rapport still isn't fine. This is the, and so here's where your analogy isn't quite apt. That analogy might have been apt when there's still a question as to whether or not the uziah, the substance being blessed, was individuals or the couple themselves. But now that the, the Vatican admits front and center in both the preface by Fernandez, second to last paragraph, precisely this context that one understands the possibility of blessing couples in irregular unions and, and SS uh, relations. And then Pope Fran and then the document itself in the body repeats it in paragraph 31. That ship has sailed. This is no longer like handing your keys to the car to your four-year-old and saying, don't drive. That's kind of a little bit what That's it was. That's what they're doing with some of the other paragraphs. So they're saying, oh, only no, men there's, and woman relations, all of this. We stuff. have to extend the analogy. It's saying, here are the keys to the car. I bless you're driving the car. I bless it. And we have to look at what, what does that verb mean? But you're driving it remains what it always was, illicit for a four-year-old to drive. But I bless it. <laughs> right. That's what it is. It's yeah. not a wink. See, you're, the wink is before the synod. This is no longer about... Um, there's no wink necessary. This is not what it, it is with Francis in his early stages of heresy. When he creates a new heresy, this is what he did with the family synods and communion for the divorce and civilly remarried. He lets his nonverbal communication contradict his verbal communication, right? That's what you're talking about. A wink is nonverbal, but then he uses verbal communication that strikes from the record, that abrogates from the possible constructive interpretation the meaning of that wink. That's not what's happening here, okay? That, that's why I was, I, I was telling you this. What he's doing is saying, I am blessing, here are the keys. There's all kinds of winks throughout this because it's, that's who we're dealing with here, Lavender Mafia. Here are the keys, this, this uh, Sharpie pen or whatever, dry erase marker, are the keys. I am blessing your driving of the car. But your driving of the car remains illicit. That's precisely what this document does. Wouldn't people say, too, this is the, the issue with Vatican II, even though the documents themselves are sound, there was enough ambiguity, like, it was ambiguous enough for people to start interpreting them in the way that they knew that they would. So this is just the same playbook, is it not? No, it's not. It's not. Vatican, Vatican II's documents, I'm not a fan. I don't like them. I, there were evil people. I'll, I'll play um, Francis's um, early greatest Lieutenant, who did Francis's first major material heresy, Cardinal Casper, saying what they did at Vatican II. I'm going to get it, um, and I'm going to play it for you. That is not what this is. At Vatican II, what, what, uh, the clip I'm going to play you is Cardinal Casper, Walter Casper, saying to Raymond Arroyo in 2015, 
Vatican II was us saying ambiguous but clearly a little on the other side of licit things. 55-45 or 60-40 orthodox things with a 40% opening in the possible interpretation and likely interpretation for heterodox meanings. But because of, I I don't mean hermeneutic of continuity, I, I mean because of the way human hermeneutics work and the way that the Roman magisterium works, the tie goes to the runner. Even if it's 50% A given to a susceptible interpretation of 50% A prime, the opposite, tie goes to the runner. That is how the Roman magisterium has always worked. But I have said time and time again that the ambiguities in Vatican II, while real, while bad-willed, and Casper and admits it, are not even 50-50. They're like 60-40 or 70-30 orthodox being the majority part, heterodox. Even if they're as low as 50-50, you have to interpret tie going to the runner. Tie going to, well, we, we can't abrogate former Catholic teaching by way of using this. Okay? This is not that, Steph. This is not that. This is a different moment altogether. This is... The Vatican coming out and saying, we're changing the pastoral practice. There's a teaching on practice. There's a practice of teaching, but there's also a teaching on practice. We're changing the pastoral meaning of blessings. It is the effing title of the document, people. The pastoral meaning of blessings. And we're not using ambiguity here. We are saying clearly the blessing of couples in irregular situations and SS couples. The the confusion, different from, from ambiguity, is that they say without validating their status or changing in any way the church's perennial teaching. That is a change on the church's perennial teaching. Not on oh sorry, that's not a change in marriage. They're not this has nothing to do with marriage. Disclaimer, this has nothing to do with marriage. I've said it twenty five hundred times. The question is not about marriage. Okay? So everyone out there who listens to this show and takes it seriously, please, please, please understand. One, it's not about marriage. Two, this is not exactly the same as what they did at Vatican II. Um, Here is Cardinal Casper talking to Raymond Arroyo in 2015. And he says that what he and Pope Francis had to do in the early part of Francis's pontificate was like the skullduggery at Vatican II. Ambiguous language. Let cardinals talk about it before the ambiguity and the heresy had been formalized. To, to, to introduce their heresies, Casper and Francis, who have been working together for decades, um, had to introduce the heretical language vaguely, like at Vatican II. That's not what they're doing anymore. Now they're writing documents where they're clearly owning it. Do you see a transition here? It seemed early on, during the Synod, after the Synod, really up until about December or January, the Holy Father, in all of his interviews, 
He seemed to be very supportive of your proposal, making those same arguments and some. Now something has happened. He now seems to be mm, turning away, questioning, and putting distance between your proposal and himself. I do not. This is in summer of, of 2015. What's up, Steffi? Uh, yeah, let me finish this quote. No, I did not speak with him, and he did not speak with me. But what, what are you hearing? And, well, probably it's free. <laughs> it's free. And I, I, totally free. I do not know what he wants. I do not know. As you look at the situation now, yeah. um, as you see the African bishops, the Polish bishops, the United uh -huh. States bishops, saying there shouldn't be a change in either practice or doctrine. You people writing, signing petitions, Listen begging to the this. church fathers not to make any changes. Are you still confident that that might happen? Listen to that. Well, this. it's one side, but there are many yeah. petitions also in the other sense, and there are, I know many cardinals, I know many bishops mm -hmm. who are more on my side. You think there's more on your side now? I do not know. I do not know. And I, my suggestion is to find now a formula where the great majority can uh, adhere. Are you working on that formula? No. What he, oh, sorry. I you do understand when a churchman like yourself, a theologian, an esteemed... In he, he will later say, what, that's the, what he just said, he repeats the phrase and he says, what we did at the council was find a formula where the great majority can agree and then we, um, we know what we'll do later or something. National figure, a courier official. Says, this is summer of 2015. And the Pope agrees with me. Well, they did not say that, that does cause some. Well, you, well, you did no, say. I, I mean, you did say, uh, and the quote is clearly: "This is what he wants." And the Pope has approved of my proposal. Those no, are the quotes from the time. he did not approve my proposal. So if the Pope wanted to, I put the question, and uh -huh. afterwards, in a general way, called the school cardinals, he expressed his satisfaction with my talk, but not he ended not in the special question. Also, I, I would not say he approved okay. his proposal. Proposal? No, no, no. Oh, where does he actually say the money shot? Your Eminence, for decades, you have been arguing that there needs to be mercy extended to divorced and remarried Catholics in the form of communion, granting them communion. Mercy extended. Now, they already did that. Now they already formalized the heresy of communion for divorced and remarried Catholics. Cardinal Casper, who's being interviewed, started his plan, his Casper plan to do so, in 1993. They worked tirelessly. This is 22 years later when... They got their guy, Bergoglio from Buenos Aires, who the Sankt Gallen Mafia, Casper was a part of this group that went and found him. They said he's the only radical in the church that will do Casper's plan and then the SS Union plan and the Women Deacons plan. Under certain cases, do you feel you are close to achieving that end now? with the Synod coming and where the Holy Father is? This I do not know, because I left it open. I did not want to anticipate the Synod and the decision of the Holy Father, and therefore it's not a firm proposal, there are questions. Mm -hmm. And uh, I get a lot of uh, agreements, but also a lot of critiques, and there is a tension there. Now I propose to those who prepare the Synod to, uh, to prepare a text which can be, get the agreement of the whole, of the great majority. It's the same method also we had in the Council. So your proposal was... Whoa, 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 whoa. Prepare a text which can be get the agreement of the whole of the great majority. It's the same method also we had in the council. So you propose propose to those who prepare play this. To, uh, to prepare a text which can be get the agreement of the whole of the great majority. It's the same method also we had in the council. So hence today. 
on the south will prepare us to say not. I'm just going to keep playing this. Prepare a text which can be get the agreement of the whole of the great majority. It's the same thing we did also in the council. Do you people get it? It's not difficult. It's not like, oh, now I get it. They're so hard. No, if you're only getting it now, it's because your IQ is low. It's very simple. It might, look, pattern recognition, the most basic measure of human intelligence. Smarties get stuff quicker. Dummies get it later. That's fine to get it later. But I'm just saying, now it's no longer, you can't say, oh, well, I don't get it. They're admitting in the early stages of Francis, they were just doing what they did at Vatican II. Suggest stuff, you know, frame stuff still technically orthodoxly, but eventually, after you've secured the quorum of the majority through heteropraxy, accustom people to interpreting it in the minority way. Okay, that was Vatican II. That was how Francis operated in the 2014 Synod and the 2015 Synod, which happened two months after Cardinal Casper gave this interview. He said, it's the same thing we did at the council. That's not what's happened after Amoris Laetitia. After Amoris Laetitia, they stamped it. It was still kind of vague, but I, I got it in April of 2016. They made that heretical change, and then six months later, they stamped it with a dubia. Okay, and then they restamped it seven years later in September with another dubia, and that was, and they're like, now this is a bunch of answers to cardinals. Yes, we are giving communion to adulterers. Yes, there is not a rule about this anymore in practice. But now they're moving on, and they've been moving on through the synod on synodality the last two and a half years to doing it for women deacons. And SS unions and Francis in the documentary 2020, Francesco said we need unions worldwide civilly for them. Now that's not what's at issue today. This is on the pastoral meaning of blessings. And all I'm offering you is that what you could take to the bank that no one can gainsay is that consequentialism has always been prescribed by the church. You may not do evil so that good may come of it. You may not bless an SS couple so that uh, where you're, you're blessing the formal, intelligible sexual rapport between two human beings, qua the sexual rapport between them, in order to maybe hopefully they'll, they'll get holy and eventually repudiate that part of their rapport with another human being, which was just blessed. <laughs> that is consequentialism. That is a formal heresy. That is a formal heresy. Now, do we have Pope Benedict um, saying that this could never be done? Yeah. Jay Dyer just tweeted something good. Um, yeah, he says, can, you, can I fully see that? Would you face that monitor over here, please? Blessing uh, Ratzinger's 20, 20, 2003 document isn't even close to recognizing any blessings and even opposed legal recognition of couples in continuity with previous teaching. The new reversal in that policy, as per the dubia, and the new document is a change. Roman Catholics are lying when they say nothing changed. Well, I'm not lying. I'm saying it changed. Now, me and me and Jay, who you know I like, I like Jay. We can debate all day long whether or not you know the different strata of changes. 
This is a contradiction, okay? And I'm not, so I'm not lying by saying this. So don't, don't say I'm lying because I'm a Roman Catholic. I've been telling you all along they're trying to change it, Jay. And Pope Francis took a big step today to changing it. This just means something that has to be sorted out. He, he, he can't be Pope anymore. That's what I've been, but I'm not sure. This just means he will be depoped after he dies. That's what I've been saying since Amoris Laetitia. Or in the alternate, I guess it could, could I read that? Um, sure. It could be a low, lower form of magisterium. But here, let me read Ratzinger. Thank you very much, Jay Dyer. But you see, I'm not getting much of this help from other Catholics aside from Kennedy Hall was doing some good stuff. Anthony Stein's always doing good stuff. Considerations regard, but aside from them, I'm looking at non-Catholic accounts mocking Catholics to get the truth. Like I told you on Francis. Go to CNN. That's why I was reading this. Because they're not lying. Go to Father James Martin SJ. You naughty thing. That naughty thing is having so much fun. He invited the hottest dudes he could find <laughs> to bless. He wants to bless them hard. <laughs> he wants to just go to town with the blessings. Now... In, in this document, considerations regarding proposals to give legal recognition to unions between homo sapien persons. The Ratzinger document from 03 says in paragraph one, in recent years, various questions relating to homo sapienism have been addressed with some frequency by JP2 and the relevant dicasteries of the Holy See. Homo sapiality is um, the practice of being a homo sapien, is a troubling moral and social phenomenon even in those countries where it does not present significant legal issues. It gives rise to greater concern in those countries that have granted or intend to grant legal, con legal recognition to homo sapien unions, which may include the possibility of adopting children. Yeah. Or buying them. Buying, renting wombs. The present considerations do not contain new doctrinal elements. They seek rather to reiterate the essential points on this question and provide arguments drawn from reason, which could be used by bishops in preparing more specific interventions appropriate to the different situations throughout the world aimed at protecting and promoting the dignity of marriage, the foundation of the family, and the stability of society of which this institution is a constitutive element. The constitutive element, I would say. The present considerations are also intended to give direction to Catholic politicians by indicating the approaches to proposed legislation in this area, which would be consistent with Christian conscience. This means Catholic politicians, not even just the Pope, the lead Catholic politician and uh, uh, spiritual director in the world, statesman and spiritual director, both rolled into one, the, the, the politicians aren't allowed to formally cooperate with homo sapien rapport building. Let alone, but now the Pope is the one doing it. How things have changed in 20 years. Since he, he closes, this question relates to the natural moral law. The arguments that follow are addressed not only to those who believe in Christ, but to all persons committed to promoting and defending the common good of society. Get it? It's a natural law, unchanging proposition, and Francis just changed that document. Francis' CDF, Tucho the Perv Fernandez, just reversed 
JP2's CDF named Ratzinger in 2003, 20 years ago, and said, now you can, with all this bullshit, florid nonsense, um, this is called hortatory language. It's the equivalent in contract law of, of um, inadmissible peril evidence. Stuff you say in addition to a contract. So if I pen a contract and I say, I will give you my 20 acres for this consideration. And I give it to you. And as I give it to you, I say, I'm, I signed this. I ratified it. You sign it and it'll be executed. But as I give it to you, I say, I'm not giving you the 20 acres. That would be inadmissible peril evidence. That doesn't, it doesn't count. It's nonsense. The problem, famous constitutional scholars, I'll make an even better analogy. Look at the Ninth and the Tenth Amendment, which conservatives love. The Tenth is really my favorite, where it says um, in, in sweeping moral language that basically rights matter of the individuals. And even if the Fed gets large, the rights of states and the rights of the individuals comprising those states are most important. That's called hortatory language. Guess what, my friends? The best critique of the U.S. Constitution I've ever heard is that all the conservative stuff is stuck in hortatory language like small government's good. But as there are specific clauses, namely Article 1, Section 8, and some passages in Article 3, which give away the rights of states and individuals on a specific basis. So you can't say, oh, well, uh, the Tenth Amendment says that we have all these great rights and duties. Yeah, but the, the real work accomplishing clause of the Constitution very specifically gave them away or gave the entities, the opponents of liberty, the opportunity to give them away. That's what binds. So what binds in this is reverse Catholic teaching, enable now the blessing of SS couples, qua romantic couples. You're blessing the romantic, formal, intelligible quiddity of their sexual rapport. That's, it's right here in paragraph 31. It is bless them qua a couple. The possibility of blessings for couples of the same ex say. There it is. Now there's hortatory language. Hortatory language is language which exhorts broadly in a non-binding way, in a peril evidence way. But hopefully, eventually, they'll these same SS couple members will stop being SS couple members. You blessed the formal, intelligible part. Qua couple, not qua individual. Done deal. That is Catholic consequentialism. Doing evil allegedly because they hope good may come of it. One, consequentialism is always heretical, formal heresy. And number two, I don't even buy that Tucho Fernandez and the Lav Mafia with Francis at its head wants these people to stop sinning gravely through sexual sin. I don't even buy that. But even if I did, lip services paid to that proposition in the early pages of this document on the pastoral meaning of blessings, um, really 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, they pay sweeping hortatory language which exhorts nobler, which exhorts the recipients who are homo sapien of these words 
It exhorts them to a, a, a nobler end, even as it blesses the quiddity of their sexual rapport with another man. What binds? The non-hortatory language. Constitutional scholars all agree, and I always bring this constitutional analysis because it's so specific. The non-hortatory language, the procedural language, always trumps hortatory language. If I say, and to use Steph, go back to Steph's example, if I say, here, I'm blessing you driving the car. Here are the keys, take them, put them into the ignition. That's procedural language. And there are nonverbal acts that accompany it, like I gave you the keys. I, I bless the driving of this car, go put the key in the ignition. That's procedural language. You're telling people what to do. Francis is telling people what to do. Homo sapiens keep homo sapiening each other. All the way to, yeah, uh, keep doing it. But then it's peppered in here and there some hortatory language saying, but the church teaching on homo sapiening one another will not change. Okay, hortatory language falls away. It's one of the first interpretive principles. Just The late, great Justice Scalia released a book on canons of interpretation. No, not Catholic canons. These are first principles. And that is one of them. Hortatory language always falls right off the fruit, like a carbuncle off a ship. It falls right off, and what you binds is the procedural language. Welcome to basic constitutional jurisprudence. This kind of stuff comes up all the time in constitutional law. A badly drafted law, not even an intentionally badly drafted law, will contradict its procedural language with, with hortatory language that seems to cut the other way. And this is usually because uh, a camel is a horse made by committee. The drafting board accidentally does this stuff. Well, Francis figured out a way through what Monsignor Charles Pope calls weaponized ambiguity to make a science of this. And you know what the science is called? The science of making a mess of the church, which is the, his hope for the church. He said he wanted to make a mess of it by purposely using bad draftsmanship language in order to enable sinners to keep sinning and non-sinners to start sinning. That's what he wants calling all cardinals. If you were made before March of 2013, if you were incardinalated before March of 2013, gather with your friends. Was Francis ever Pope? If, he, if the answer in your decided view, your deliberate view, comes out being yes, has he stopped being Pope under Bellarminian auspices at any time since March of 2013? That answer, for the sake of Roman Catholicism, the one true faith, must be, yes, as far as I can figure it out, he must have at some point stopped because this cannot be brooked. You can't abide, can't countenance it. The principle of Non-contradiction abides, remember, even Roman Catholicism says even God cannot trump the principle of non-contradiction. He can't make up, down, or down, up. This is like the one thing he can't do. That would be voluntarism, to say God's will precedes his intellect and he could make up, down, he could make murder good, rape good, 
homo sapienism good. Oh, wow. The Pope is blessing the sinner, not the sin. Um, the Pope is blessing the sinner, qua, his rapport with his sin. He's, he's presenting his sin in full view with the person he's co-sinning with. Right. And they're like, yeah, both of you guys. Remember, what? remember. Jo uh, and I'll you more legal language that clarifies. There can be joint or several uh, rights that accrue. Joint means me and Steph have rights together. Several means me and Steph each have our own rights as well. The big question that was clarified today is, um, what? it was perfectly clarified. No one's debating it. Zero people are out there debating it anymore. Are the homo sapiens presenting themselves as onesies or as twosies? And the document is everywhere clear. Not an ounce of ambiguity. Don't let anyone say so. I haven't even heard anyone say so. This is as a twosie. They are being blessed as a sexual couple. And the church is saying, well, yeah, they're being blessed as a sexual couple, but that doesn't change what, it, what the church's stance on the nature of their sexual sin. It, well, well, it has to, because to bless means to confer graces upon this group of people qua their sexual rapport. So it does directly involve the sin. It is a blessing of the sin. That is not right. The tweet from E. Michael Jones we just read. It is a blessing of the sin and the sinner. Now, there is hortatory language which seeks to confuse, to stymie, to confound what the blessing of the sin amounts to. But this isn't right. Yeah, and I, no, no. Classical theists' take on this is not spot on at all. Do you want me to find it so you can read it? Yeah, I'll, I'll read it. I'll read it if you, if you want me to. Someone's asking me for this. Um, aside from interpreting the meaning of the contradiction in Catholic teaching on this, and we've already, we already have them, guys. We have a contradiction in Catholic teaching on communion for civilly divorced and remarried since Amoris Laetitia 2016. So this is, now we're getting a second one. We're going to get some kind of confusing non-ordained but secretly ordained women deacon thing in within the next 10 months or so. We're going to have lots of them. So this, it doesn't really matter. I have always had my eyes fixed on communion for, this, for adulterers. That's still a bigger deal in my view because it involves the desecration of the Eucharist. But, and there's no one, no one's even talking about that. So now, it doesn't matter whether you have one or two basically formalized heresies by a pope since 2016. The difference between zero and one and one and two, each of those differences is one, but it's a much bigger difference between zero and one. Uh, CT says, it would basically have to take the form of some sort of inner healing ministry that asks for deliverance from sexual disorder or vice in a liturgical contest. Now, I, I'm a moral philosopher, and I'm telling you, my friend, classical theist, that, uh, could you go back to that tweet real quick? I'm telling you that it doesn't matter a corpuscle that this document in paragraph 11, I'll read it to you in a second. 
does exhort the sinner in other passages not to, uh, you know, look, we haven't changed the teaching on your sin. In paragraph 31, the church formally cooperates with the formal, intelligible part of the sin. Formally cooperates with it. If you understand what all these terms mean, then um, you could, if it makes you feel better, classical theist, you could say that the church is contradicting itself between paragraph 31 and paragraph 11 within the same document. I'm comfortable with that. I, no, I mean, this is the church. It's still the church contradicting itself. It's a chronological contradiction from, Bened, um, from Ratzinger's 2003 statement provided by Jay Dyer. Um, so it's a chronological contradiction, but it's also a simultaneous contradiction. Intra-documentary contradiction between 11 and 31. I'm looking at them. One says that, that, um, that something which is inherently evil can't be blessed, and one says it can. 11 says it can't be blessed, and 31 says... Does that make you feel better? What do we do with that when a document says that the lights are off, and then three paragraphs later they say the lights are on? Like, what What do we make of that? Well, that's... And this is where... I, the one thing I disagree with Jay, my friend Jay, about is kind of the big important thing in the aftermath. He is right. Pope's planners are liars. They're liars. They're wrong. They're trying to cover their tracks. But um, the question is, when you have paragraph 11 saying, um, we can't formally cooperate with mortal sin. Okay? I wish I had like a, a, I wish I had a whiteboard on the screen. You want one? There's one right down there. <laughs> yeah. Could you, could I hit, where'd that green marker go? Here, when you is. say in paragraph 11, you can't formally cooperate with, uh, sure, thanks. You can't formally cooperate with mortal sin. And then in paragraph 31, you say the church is now moving, changing, to cooperate with mortal sin. Then you have to say, okay, are, is one of these positions... I don't know where the green marker went. It's right there by your foot down there. Is one of these positions <laughs> exampled in church history perennially? <laughs> paragraph 11... Climbing under the desk. Sorry, guys. Paragraph 11 of this document is exampled through all of church history. So this is Roman Catholic teaching. And it's self-consciously celebrating. This is Roman Catholic teaching. Paragraph 31 is, uh, I'm going to call it Roman Catholic teaching prime. If you know what this means with the little apostrophe there. Can you see this? Uh, let me look at the camera. They cannot see that. Okay, let me move this. Sorry, just a second. How, how is that, like, invisible? This is dark. It's like green. Um, here. I don't you have Roman Catholic teaching in paragraph 11. Ah, here. Black. Black. Roman Catholic teaching is represented in paragraph 11 of this document, okay? That's Guys, Roman Catholic teaching. Hope. People are losing hope in chat. Don't lose hope. We know that things are going to get worse before they get better. This is just all according to plan. In paragraph 31, 
Well, first we just have to figure out what the fuck is going on. <laughs> no, I mean, that's... I, I don't even... Yes, don't lose hope. Don't stop. The, but, but we have to figure out, okay, what should be made of it. I don't want to even jump in. I'm always like, Francis is bad. Don't lose hope. Here, we just have to admit, okay, he's bad. And there has to be some remedy for this in the church. So because there's some remedy for it, we have to figure out what the remedy is. And... Do what I want. Sorry. Ah, there it is. Break okay. A little bit. So here you have it. Back. Oh, for heaven's sake. Right near you. A little bit. Here. Why don't I hold it? I can... Is this good? Yeah, that's good. Just absorb that. Paragraph 11 is, and I'm not denying it, Roman Catholic teaching. I will read it to your ears now so that they can, eyes. so they will smile at me. That since the church has always considered only those sexual relations that are lived out within marriage to be morally licit, the church does not have the power to confer its liturgical blessing when that would somehow offer a form of moral legitimacy to a union that presumes to be a marriage or to an extramarital sexual practice. So the latter is what's relevant here. That's Catholic Roman Catholic teaching. Do you understand? He's, he's, he thinks you're stupid, and if you listen to him, you're vindicating him. So that, that, that is what's happening. He thinks you're stupid, and he's being vindicated. Here's 31 now. This is the opposite of Roman Catholic teaching. Within the horizon outlined, there appears the possibility, total opposite, of blessing for couples in irregular situations and for couples of the same sex the form of which should not be fixed ritually by ecclesial authorities to avoid producing confusion with the blessing proper to the sacrament of marriage. Okay? So, one of these is timeless Catholic teaching. Which one? One of these is timeless Catholic teaching. It is paragraph 11 of this document. I don't know how to shorten it. Um, and, on, accruing on the same side, is all 2023 year 2200 2023 years of roman catholic teaching okay so one paragraph 11 two all 2023 years see that see it okay but when we say paragraph 31 contradicts a simultaneous paragraph. It's published at the exact same time as its own paragraph 11. Um, it, it's a simultaneous contradiction, Catholic teaching contradicting Catholic teaching, and it chronologically subsequently contradicts 2,023 years of Catholic teaching on the same. See? See how that works? What's up is... We have a contradiction in Catholic teaching, which, which Jay Dyer is rightly pointing out. Man, this camera's finicky. Um, so that's what it is. It's a contradiction. That, paragraph 11 doesn't belong in this document because it is a document all about contradicting the teaching from 2021, which is why Ladario was demoted. It's a, a document that contradicts um, 
the teaching and reflects a contradiction of the teaching in 2020 by Pope Francis in the documentary called Francesco. I also have that clip. This has taken me a long time to find all the clips today. So you have a strong historical documentary basis for saying, okay, there are two positions here. The two positions are both reflected in the same document, and this is a contradiction in Catholic teaching. Now, where Jay and I disagree is, well, what is the meaning of this? The meaning is either that Francis is not Pope, depoped himself when he tried to say this, or depoped himself when he tried to Morse Laetitia, or that he was never Pope. None of these are problematic. These are all clean, right? And it proves the system works. Do you get how that proves the system works? It's not an embarrassment if Francis turns out to be, oh, okay, he was a, um, you know, Obama emplaced him. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot of evidence. Yeah, it's, it's a kind of checks and balances to the magisterium. Either he wasn't Pope or he depoped himself when he did it. Or if this is a low enough magisterial teaching and the church has not been clear about what's low enough, then it's just a low teaching that purports to be teaching, that presents itself as teaching, but can't be. And that's where, where you know, Jay and I are going to disagree. Because they'll just say, no, no, no. You know, any, any, any contradiction proves orthodoxy right. And I'm like, look, it's, it's not that simple. <laughs> I hate to sound like Michael Lofton. I, I'd rather sound like anyone than Michael Lofton, but... That's where the hyperqualified nuance begins. Yep. Oh. <laughs> That's where the, the hyperqualified nuance begins. I mean, literally, we have all these levels of documents. They're badly organized at this point after Vatican I. Can admit that. But um, the nuance matters there. But I'm not, that's not me lying. That's just like, it's a tangle since Vatican I. Vatican I together with Vatican II, have been catastrophes, my friends. And they both have been in the time from Pius IX to now of modernism. Vatican I was an overreaction to modernism in its inception. Vatican II was the church capitulating to modernism 100 years after its inception, 130 years after its inception. Okay, both have made a mess of church teaching, and in the last 130 years, what we have is pretty much everywhere innovators, which Pope Leo XIII said, constantly testing the fences. So look at this, like, remember in Jurassic Park when everything goes to shit? Like immediately? When, 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 when immediately, yeah, like as soon as they take the, the kids on the test tour. Hey, look at your grandpa's park or whatever. They're like, grandpa's bad at this. Um, it goes wrong immediately when the fences go down, when the electric fences go down. So true. Well, what it means for the electric fences to go down is, oh no, sorry. The analogy works like this. For about 1850 years, we had no velociraptors testing the electricity of the fence. No, no T-Rex testing the electricity. They just believed the fence was electrified. Yeah, there are all these ecumenical councils, but those were all predicated on like real honest errors. That's different from modernism. Modernism is the sum of all heresies, according to Pius X, precisely because it's people trying to bring down the church. Arius was not trying to bring down the church. 
Okay, so for 1,850 years, you have the pro, uh, the, the, the Velociraptors, the, the Protoraptors, and, and the Tyrannosaurus Rex staying away. We don't want to touch it. After 1850, not only is the electricity going out on and off some of the time, but they're constantly checking it. Oh, can we get away with this? Can we test the fence? That's what's been going on since Vatican I. And the church has not responded perfectly. I, the church has not responded perfectly. There are overstatements all over the, the, the two Vatican I documents. And there are evil ambiguities soft-wired intentionally into three or four Vatican II documents. And... The modernists know this is their hour, like when the witch king of Angmar says that and his sword bursts into flame, this is my hour. This is their hour. This is Satan's hour. So Vatican I over-responded, over-reacted to the early modernists. Vatican II capitulated to them with weaponized ambiguity. Francis is the culmination. Francis is the destroyer. Francis is, you know, the... Uh, apotheosis of modernism coming home to roost. We didn't deal with it. We didn't nip it in the bud the way Pio Nono and Pius X and Leo XIII and Gregory uh, XVI. We didn't do what these guys said to do, these holy popes of that era when they saw it all around. And so we're, we're, we're kind of screwed. You guys feel like you're losing hope. Now, it doesn't mean the church is going to explode. It means... We have hell on earth. Calling all cardinals. Ones who were made under Benedict, or if there are any that are surviving that were made under JP2. Does anyone have that in, in text? Do we know if any JP2 cardinals live? Anyone incarnated to the cardinalate before 05? Are there any surviving? I think the only surviving cardinals that are not Fran Francis cardinals, whatever the hell they are, are, are Benedict cardinals. Velociraptors. Velociraptors. Get together and do something. Take action. Sorry, go ahead. No, just funny that the document's like, lest us be confusing, and then proceeds to be just so confusing. Like, what? how do you write a document where one paragraph literally contradicts the very next one? <laughs> so, like, that's the, Obviously, that's intentional, guys. People are going to be like, oh, they're hypocrites. Look at this. Their, their own document even contradicts it, itself. It's like, yeah, that's the point. They did that on purpose. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're very smart. I mean, they're, look. If if you're if you're a pope splainer pope splaining, and you're trying to defend them, they're 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 smarter. They're much smarter than you. They're laughing at you, and they are taking advantage of you. You see. If you're like this is obvious, then you know they're not smarter than you, and they they're laughing because they can get you mad, not because they can fool you. So paragraph eleven and paragraph thirty one. Full tilt contradiction of one another. Paragraph 11 is with 2023 years of teaching on what a blessing is. It's formal cooperation with a sexual rapport. That is what a blessing of a couple is. You can't, can you bless thruples? No, of course not, because it would be formal cooperation with the intelligible, essential part of 
of the rapport. And this is why the whole kit and caboodle was in that responsum from fall. It's an old ship now. It's sailed. Which said, no, we, you can bless one or both at once. Both parts. Because if you're blessing both parts, then you're, you're blessing them jointly, not severally. You're blessing them qua couple. That's the whole thing. That was always the whole thing. The language verifies it beyond a shadow of a doubt today. The paragraph 11, which says, well, this isn't bad. That Yes, that just contradicts paragraph 31. Cardinals, do this legally, canonically, magisterially, correctly. It is time to be shut of Francis. It's time to be shut of Francis. Bergoglio, whatever the hell he's called, he's a destroyer. I'm not, I've never been with my friends Coffin and Mazo. I, I can't just say, oh, well, I'm going to call him Bergoglio because he's not Pope. I suspect he's not. I suspected he's not for way before even Coffin or Maza. I thought he, maybe Mazo was way early. I thought he might not be Pope from the very beginning, right? I remember when you, when he became Pope, I like called you on the phone. You were working in the law office at the time. And I was like, oh, we have a new Pope. And you came home and you're like, this guy's bad news. When he was on the balcony, you said that. In our house. That I, was crazy. I was coming home from Era. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Land sorry, department. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah. I came home from lunch. <laughs> I was turning left off of uh, White Lane into the neighborhood at when Jazz McKay of Bakersfield was on the air. He read it out. I'd been watching Wikipedia the whole time. I and said, nobody would publish you on that. No one would publish you. Want, you were at the very beginning and wanted to talk about Francis, and nobody would touch it right at the beginning. Yeah, crisis, no none of them. It. But I, I'm still not saying I'm sure. I'm not sure that he was never Pope. I'm not sure that he's not Pope right now. I just, there's no other way of getting around this. This is such clear. He's had material heresies. This is, it has the quiddity of a formal heresy. The, the Cardinals just have to say, this is formal heresy. They just don't want the headache. Where's Burke on this, right? Well, this guy's going to attack me more. Yet, yeah, this is your job. Cardinal Burke, please. We love you. Please, Cardinal Mueller, we know he's going to attack you. Please do your job. Cardinal Duca, Cardinal Sarah, all these guys that you're not known for bold action. You guys have good minds and you're holy men. We need bold action now. We need you to gather with all the cardinals who could do something and show the delegitimacy of Pope Francis's magisterial regime for what it is just i don't know that he's not pope i don't know that he was never pope but you you have to square this circle and it can't be done by lying about uh some some non-existent tension between paragraph 31 and paragraph 11 or paragraph 11 and all of catholic teaching get together do it well, i'll listen to you the 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 motto of this channel is bold yet obedient catholicism I'm just suggesting, I'm petitioning you under Canon 212. Please, get together. You guys do it. I can't announce it. No one in America, no commentators in America, other guys that know what's going on and have known for a while. The two people I saw this morning most were Kennedy Hall and uh, Anthony Stein and all, pretty much anyone with half a brain. They're all saying what I'm saying. We can't do it. The Cardinals... 
can. No, no man can judge the Pope aside from let, let's explore this um, imperfect conclave thing. Whatever's licit, I don't know for sure. Explore it. Let's be shut of Pope Francis. This is a bridge too far. It's been a bridge too far since Amor Satizia. To better days, Desvolt. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.